250 for a highball and a buck and a half for a monster energy drink because it's 5.45 in the morning. You are stumbling maybe out of bed or into this edition of the Taken All Wrong podcast. I, as always, am your host, J.D. Mill, and woke this morning uh, just after 5 o'clock. Um, startled myself uh, about an hour before my regular alarm and for some reason the first thought that popped into my head was oh shit top pod completely uh, forgot to record an episode this week typically I would have reached out to Ben Dawson or MV and We would have recorded Monday or Tuesday night, and here we are Thursday morning. Never did that this week. Uh, I guess took the bye week last week. That was a a planned week off, I guess, and then, yeah, just just failed to uh, think about it the rest of the week. I don't know uh, if that's good or bad. Maybe it's a coping mechanism, but here we are. Um, Obviously, Gophers beat Purdue. Uh, 20 to 13 in what was an amazing uh, showing by the defense. I mean, Joe Rossi's defense just came up with big plays when they needed to to shut down drives. Purdue, I think, threw the ball like 52 times or something like that. And uh, PJ likes to say that he's not a fan of bend but don't break, but sure did work out. Uh, for the Gophers against Purdue. And then, I don't know, man. Like, (laughs) we scored 20 points against Purdue, and the feeling after the game from everybody was like, oh, there's the offense we've been waiting on. There's the explosive plays we've been waiting on. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I know it was was raining like crazy. Um, But 20 points, like, I, I still don't know. I don't understand what's what's happening with this offense and what's interesting is one thing I don't think I've really heard anybody talk about but that was curious to me is the only two touchdown drives that we had in that Purdue game were the first drive of the game and the first drive of the second half so obviously scripted drives for Mike Sanford uh, worked well but other than that man it was just a struggle and I don't know. I definitely don't think we're out of the woods. All of a sudden, everybody's talking about explosive plays. And, you know, I know that uh, a couple different folks put some stats out there. Uh, Chelsea, getting your second uh, plug uh, on a podcast here. Uh, put some numbers out that, uh, that her boyfriend put together uh, about explosive plays and kind of the Gophers' results. I don't remember exactly what it was, but the point of the whole thing was essentially that uh, explosive plays matter. Like, you need drives with explosive plays in order to actually get points. And then we get these other stats, and I don't even remember who it was now. I think it was just yesterday. Tweeted out um, plays per minute stats. And I guess I'm not even sure if that's plays per... I'm guessing it's plays per game minute, but... Anyways, you guys know pretty well that I'm not a really a stats guy. Um, but basically, the Gophers run the second least amount of plays per minute 
in all of college football. So uh, another Matt, uh, who is, uh, I believe, a private account, but had had tweeted some information about that and essentially saying, hey, the Gophers have this great time of possession uh, stat, but it's not translating into plays, so it, it really doesn't mean anything. Um, and obviously, for the last couple weeks, it hasn't translated to points either, so... Yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, PJ says, never met a bye week he didn't love. They always come at the right time. And um, I think for fans, it probably couldn't have come at a worse time for us. You know, we we go through uh, three games where, you know, it seemed like we had some offense. I think we scored 31 against Ohio State and uh, Miami Hydroxide. And then... Uh, 30 points against Colorado so offense seems to be doing its thing um, and then all of a sudden a clunker against Bowling Green and then a performance that I guess we're supposed to be excited about against Purdue I mean obviously we won the offense did what it needed to do the rain all that stuff I get it um, but so then you know that it goes kind of feel like two very stale offensive performances and then now this week we got to play Nebraska, and Nebraska's defense uh, looks like it is much improved. Adrian Martinez, despite the fact that uh, has some of the most untimely uh, turnovers of any player maybe ever in college football, uh, looks like he's much improved as well. And. We basically spend last Saturday as a fan base watching other college football teams put up tons of yards and tons of points. Like just watching other teams do creative things, uh, you know, move the ball, put the ball in the air. Even Penn State's throwing the ball on uh, Iowa. I think it was Penn State's second drive of the game against Iowa. I mean, I hope Mike Sanford and PJ Flex saw that drive. That was like the blueprint for how you attack. Uh, the Iowa defense, in my opinion, um, which you shouldn't take very much uh, stake, in my opinion, at all when it comes to X's and O's, but um, the way that they moved the ball on that drive, um, it was uh, it was it was very uh, very effective. We'll put it that way. So, um, and if not for Clifford getting knocked out, I think uh, Iowa's got its first loss and probably drops out of the top ten. But here we are, uh, heading into. Purdue. So folks, it's that time of year again. Uh, Gophers do play Purdue this week and then have a bye week and then, well, it's the hated Nebraska Cornhuskers. But we don't always hate the Nebraska Cornhuskers. We do have the $5 bits of broken chair uh, trophy to look forward to and all of the excitement that comes with battling against the Nebraska fan base for who can donate more money. We got Stepper with us and Stepper, you've got some new things, some exciting things this year uh, for the $5 bits of broken chair trophy. Tell us about them. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me on JD. Uh, this year is the fifth year running so far of, of the charity drive. 
And uh, we've gotten over $43,000 so far. Uh, so thank you to everybody who's already been contributing for the last four years. Uh, but in this fifth year, we've added a cool wrinkle where uh, for the Minnesota side of the donations at brokenchairtrophy.com, uh, we are pairing up with Casey O'Brien and his Team 1-4 uh, infusion center donation drive. He's trying to get a million dollars together over the course of the next year or two to build a new infusion center at the Masonic Children's Hospital. Uh, that's usually where our money goes anyways, that same, the Masonic Children's Hospital. So this year we decided to just have our money go right into his campaign as well. So he's, he's agreed to have us do that and he's going to be on um, a few podcasts and stuff talking about that too. Uh, but that's where the Minnesota side of the money will be going this year, which is awesome. Um, the Nebraska side is still going to Team Jack. Um, they've had uh, a very intense year for themselves as well. Um, Jack's dad, Andy, um, was, we lost him sadly to uh, the same kind of brain cancer that Jack has been fighting too. So they've had a very rough year. They've got the Twice the Fight campaign going on for both of them. Um, they had Andy's book came out. They've got a lot of good stuff going on there too. So we definitely want to still support that organization. So to the extent that I can encourage everybody to give at both links, at brokenchairtrophy.com to give to both teams' organizations. I'd like to do that. Um, also, this year we're kind of challenging groups, uh, tailgate groups, to kind of get everybody in their group involved, families, whatever, um, to get their whole group together to donate. Um, we'll have the chair out and around the tailgate lots again this year. So if your group can kind of DM the chair, at Chair Trophy on Twitter, or, or add us, tag us in any posts, and just kind of show, hey, we've raised money as a group. We're putting this all in. Um, we will definitely bring the chair to your tailgate. Um, lot location and let you have pictures with it and thank you in person for your, your generosity. I'm actually hosting an ice cream social at my office where I'm going to bring in some ice cream and toppings and stuff and I'm encouraging donations from there. Um, so everybody get creative. I know there's a gentleman named Mark who created a guitar from scratch and like designed it to look like a combo of Minnesota and Nebraska. He's going to be auctioning that off so that link will go live on October 4th. So, so keep your eyes peeled for that on Twitter and Facebook um, for the link to that auction. So uh, get creative. Let's get the, you know, this is a people's trophy. This is a fan base. You know, we're just kind of six or seven idiot fans from each fan base that are running this. It's not like we're a real nonprofit organization or anything. We're just trying to aggregate as many funds as we can. So we encourage everybody out there that's, that's also passionate about this to just get creative and do what they can to drive those donations up. It would be great to get over 20000 this year in the fifth year anniversary. So, and thank you very much for always giving us attention here on Top Odd. Absolutely. So again, everybody, it's brokenchairtrophy.com. Make sure you click on that uh, maroon and gold donate for the Gophers and um, support Casey O'Brien, obviously, who's brought a lot to this program. We do encourage you, if you feel so inclined, to kick a little money over Nebraska's way too, um, because that's also a great cause. But uh, make sure you're giving a little bit more uh, to the Gopher side. Yeah, and listen... Gophers have won that uh, the charity part the last two years that it's been separate. So nice. Um, you know, you can still give a little to the Nebraska side without feeling like we're going right. to lose our title there either. Bragging. But again, Gophers, thank you very much for your generosity. Yeah. We still have bragging rights. We gotta gotta keep up on. And listen, if you've got a um, a group that you are doing something unique uh, and you want to um, talk about it. Listen, we'll give you some time on Top Odd. We'd love to have you come on for a few minutes. Tell us about what your group is doing, your tailgate group, your family, your office, whatever it is. Let's just highlight uh, something good and, and uh, something for a good cause. So, again, it's brokenchairtrophy.com. Go donate for a couple of good causes and go Gophers.
Uh, man, I have a tremendous amount of energy for this early in the morning. I, you know, one of the, this is so off topic, but one of the things that I've noticed about myself as I get older, I'm a man in my, well, I'm going to be a man in my mid forties, uh, here very soon. Uh, I don't require as much sleep as I used to. I could pretty much get by on like six hours. A good tight six is better for me than like, you know, a, a restless eight or nine. Um, so I wake up before my alarm all the time and my, my wife, man, she can sleep. I mean, she'll do, if she could get 10, 12 hours a night, that still wouldn't be enough for her. Uh, she just, it's just sleep all the time. Like once a quarter, she'll like to have to take a day off of work and she'll just sleep the entire day. It's unbelievable. I spend a tremendous amount of my life uh, just waiting for my wife to wake up, uh, which I don't know what that says about me, but uh, we have a very happy marriage. Uh, I have a very happy marriage. So anyways, I digress. Uh, so yeah, Gophers, Nebraska, woof. I mean, I think Nebraska opened two-point favorites. I think it moved to four or five. Um, you know, Joe, uh, not Joe Rossi, the other guy. Mike Sanford uh, has his little media availability this week. P.J. Fleck talked about it a little bit on his show. Hey, self-scouting. You know, they go through this process. Um and they look at kind of scout themselves instead of scouting another team. What are our tendencies? What can we do differently? And then, you know, again, talking about the explosive plays, where are these explosive plays going to come from? And, you know, obviously the one thing that I haven't mentioned yet, um, you know, in, in the, the decline from 31, 30 points a game to whatever we've seen the last couple weeks is obviously the running back position. Um, obviously Mo Ibrahim going out, uh, versus Ohio state. Now Trey Potts is out for the year. So first of all, not sure what happened there, but it sounds like it was a scary thing. So first of all, like thoughts and prayers. I know everybody hates that, but thoughts and prayers to Trey Potts. I mean, my goodness, uh, a, a division one college athlete um, spends that many days in the hospital after what nobody, I mean, it didn't look like a, a bad hit or anything like that. It was just not exactly sure what happened. So, I mean, all the best to him, obviously you just hope that it's not, uh, you know, something that is going to be long-term effect for him. But, you know, when you look at it on the, on the, um, on the football side of things, it's like, okay, I think when when Mo went down, there were some of us that said, okay, maybe now instead of riding Mo 30, 35 carries a game, maybe PJ and Sanford decide to open it up a little bit, spread the love around. And then right away it was Potts 30, 35 carries a game, you know, just riding that one horse the whole time. And you know, we know that PJ's had a tendency to, I don't know what the best phrase is, keep things t 
tight, I guess. Keep things as vanilla as possible. Win ugly in the non-conference. Well, now you've got another back that goes down hurt. you got to wonder how much that workload plays into that, um, obviously. Now what's behind is a guy with experience, Bryce Williams, but who definitely has fallen out of favor. And then you've got Cam Wiley. Some people like to call him Scam. I'm not sure why. Uh, and then you've got uh, Bucko Irving and Kai Thomas. So freshman, freshman, freshman. Nah. And this is, this is now the running back room. So look, let's be honest. You're not going to get the production from a running back standpoint that you were getting out of Mo or Trey, you certainly can't expect to run those guys as much as you are running Mo and Trey. If we go into this game against Nebraska and Bucko Irving, I keep, I'm trying not to say Bucky, uh, gets, if he even gets 25 carries or Kai Thomas gets 25 carries and they, you know, spread 10 carries, 10, 20 carry, 10, 15 carries around to the other backs, that's not going to work. Like we got to, something's got to give. And, you know, I know the wide receiver group hasn't exactly been stellar. They've got stone hands at times, but buddy, we got to put the ball in the air now. We can't expect that running back group to, to do that, uh, put up, uh, or, or put up that many carries and, and not continue to rack up injuries. And then, you know, offensive line, Curtis Dunlap leaves this week. And I know there was some, there was definitely some question as to how the offensive line was being handled with these six guys. And uh, there was a rotation happening. And can anybody really get, uh, get on track can anybody really get a rhythm if we're if we're switching out all the time um frankly i guess the word is that from a grades standpoint um curtis dunlap was uh, on the lower end of of that spectrum as far as those six guys and i don't know if that played into uh him leaving or you know if something else was going on we know he's tried to leave before for a day um but yeah, suddenly you're in an offensive line situation where probably not going to have that rotation anymore. Probably makes sense now to play your five guys. So no more rotation at offensive line. Uh, hopefully more rotation from a running back standpoint, just because we don't want to get anybody into trouble uh, or injured again. And then from a wide receiver standpoint, I mean, you should have everybody back for this game, right? Crab uh, injured uh, a couple times this year, has had a bye week to heal now. Dalen Wright, we know the situation with uh, his friend from Utah uh, that was killed. Um, so that was a tough situation. He missed the Purdue game. He will presumably be back. Excuse me, be back. My mouth is presumably not working. Um, he'll be back this week. Daniel Jackson has been not quite what we had hoped yet, but maybe 
with the with the benefit of a week of uh, a week an extra week of practice. Um, Michael Brown Stevens had a great game against Purdue. Should have mentioned him earlier. Um, had a great game against Purdue with uh, a couple of uh, a couple of big catches and over a hundred yards. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I'm kind of the eternal optimist. Uh, I kind of feel like we uh, have the ability and the talent to win this game still. Uh, I tend to think that uh, PJ Fleck is a guy who I think we know there's no no uh, love between him and Scott Frost. So I think it. I think uh, he'll pull out the stops to make sure that that we win that game. But I got to tell you, uh, this uh, the, my confidence in Mike Sanford uh, has has never been high, but uh, certainly has never been lower. And I think you know we've learned some things this year about the. Uh, I've learned some things. I don't know about you guys, but about route combinations and uh, and. Uh, how routes develop and how those are designed that really lend themselves to how long the offensive line can reasonably protect and how long the quarterback has and when guys get open. And it doesn't seem like that overarching like umbrella concept uh, works very well in Mike Sanford's offense. It's broken. And so I don't know if even with a bye week, you can just fix that. If you just snap your fingers and go, okay, well we're gonna we're gonna do something completely different now. Um, so we'll see. I you know maybe they have part of the playbook where things develop a little quicker, and they uh, can kind of move towards that end of the playbook. Have to pass more because of what's been going on. I don't know, uh, but something's got to change with this offense and really quick because. The black shirts that uh, that Nebraska always talks about that we don't think uh, have been black shirts for a while. By the way, one of the funniest uh, jokes on on Twitter is still Frothy Gophers' uh, assertion that the entire Nebraska fan base should have black shirts because they're so defensive. Still top notch, but that Nebraska defense is uh, much better than they have been, and uh, I think we're going to have to be creative. So, interesting game, 11 a.m. kickoff. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Nebraska's last three games were night have been night games. Not sure how that affects anything, probably not at all, but uh, we'll see. It's, uh, it's going to be an interesting Saturday. I, I can tell you that my, uh, my thought process on going to the game has waned a little bit. I've been thinking about other things I could be doing, but I can't. I can't miss a game right now. And honestly, the whole season is in front of us. We, we've seen this with Fleck teams before, where it's stagnant early in the year, and then you know, things pick up. Is that more about Fleck or the offensive coordinator? I don't know. I'd like to think there's still a chance for this thing to turn around for us to look like a competent team. And let's be honest, the schedule looks pretty manageable. I mean, honestly, the the, the biggest concern, obviously, at this point is Iowa. 
Um, but outside of that, everybody else on our schedule looks really beatable. And uh, if our defense can continue to hold and we can find some offense, who knows? Again, maroon-colored glasses, eternal optimist here, but um, at least at 6.06 in the morning on a Thursday with about a quarter of a monster in me and uh, just driving around aimlessly uh, on a slow road to the gym, uh, that's how I'm feeling. So uh, that's going to do it. Um, Actually, here's the other thing that I made sure that we, I wanted to put something out. I thought, nah, we don't need to put out an episode, but it's chair week, guys. Uh, go out and make sure that you support the charity uh, for the Minnesota Ch- Ma- Children's Masonic Hospital. I'm sorry. Um, I'm totally butchering that, but uh, helping out a cause that Casey O'Brien uh, is looking to, to uh, help with uh, a modernization of that hospital Again, I'm completely butchering this. Go to brokenchairtrophy.com, I believe is the link, and make a donation. Last I saw, we were about three or four grand behind Nebraska. So they're out donating us, which is, I mean, gross. Uh, So go donate, brokenchairtrophy.com. Make sure you support that. And uh, I'm going to throw the... the, uh, the conversation with Stepper in uh, right after this. So real quick, clink them and drink them. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Thanks for listening. Jeffrey could tell us to stay classy. Go Gophers. I'll remind you to row the boat. Scott Yuma and go donate at brokenchairtrophy.com.